Try it. Man, uh, brother. It is not as easy as it seems. When you got all these uh, vultures all over the place, I got I got some good good son-in-laws. It took it took us a while. It, it just uh, sometimes it's hard, man. Sometimes it's hard to uh, uh, get get everything in line to where you know exactly what you're doing, and uh, and then sometimes it's hard to learn how to get out of the way and let let the Lord have His way. Uh, sometimes we're stupid. Take your Bibles, go to Genesis. 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 Glad y'all are here today. Yeah. Just let y'all know. Just let y'all know. Steve called me this morning, <laughs> giving me this uh, sob story that he's out there gonna come to church and gonna shovel the snow. That's that's me out, and I should put it up here. That's me doing my driveway in my suit this morning. I'm out there, man. I got so I look like Frosty the Snowman after a little while. But uh, I had to do my driveway. We had five inches in my driveway. I mean, it was crazy. I was, I was like, this is insane. And uh, but I knew that if Beth was complaining about her car and all this other stuff. So so uh, we all we all got here just a little bit late, but I'm, I'm glad. I, know, I told Jerry I said we normally stop at a ten till. Well, so we took the ten till at the beginning of the service today, so we won't we'll go that way. Who really cares? Uh, it won't matter. Uh, Genesis, Genesis, Genesis. I like Genesis. Genesis is cool. Uh, that's that's because I'm right now. I'm trying to uh, let's see. That's five. That's four. All right. Genesis uh, 16. Go to. Uh, well, I got to get there myself, man. Been sitting there talking. Is it a great day? I called my mom. And she said it's snowing out there. Because I don't like there's all this snow. I said you complain. You have snow one day. You want snow. If you don't get snow, you get mad because everybody else gets snow. You don't get snow. You get snow. Then you complain because you got snow. I'm like, she goes, but it's it's not Kentucky snow. I'm like, wait a second, it's wet, it's white. I mean, I don't know how you distinguish between Kentucky snow and whatever. It could have been Kentucky snow and just blew around Kentucky came up here. I have no idea which way it came. Uh, Twenty-eight sixteen, Jacob Jacob is up on top of the mountain. He's headed to uh, uh, Laban's house. He's going to go get his wife. Uh, 16 says that Jacob waked out of his uh, sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, How dreadful is this place? It is none other but the house of God, and, and this is the gates of heaven. Father, thank you for your blessings this morning. Thank you for everybody who got here safely. Lord, we pray for those that are at home. Uh, Lord, that you just protect them and watch over them. And, and Lord, we got some elderly families in our church, Lord, that uh, I just pray that uh, they just uh, are comfortable and warm and that uh, they don't lose their power or anything of that nature, Lord, today. Uh, Lord, again, thank you for all your blessings, and just thank you for a church to come to. Uh, Lord, thank you for the Bible. Thank you for most of all for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, again, we'll praise you on you in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Jacob, Jacob is sitting here. Uh, you got to, when you read your Old Testament, you need to look at this thing like it's a storyline. And God's giving you this information. Of all the information he gave us, uh, if you stop and think about eternity... Uh, I, I got a, my morning message is I, I heard somebody say something and I was like, it, it started, it startled me for a minute when it didn't startle me. I mean, I know how the world is, but we put so much, uh, so much, uh, credence to some of the people in this world. Yeah. And these people don't care one thing about your savior. That's right. And, and you got to be able to distinguish between the flesh and the spirit almost on anything you do anymore. Amen. And more so now than ever before. Uh, and Jacob woke out of his sleep. And I, I've said this last time, verse 16, and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. There's a lot of times the Lord's around, and your Bible is sitting here trying to tell you stuff, and, and Jacob, he's using Jacob. Jacob is a carnal man. Uh, he loves the Lord. Or he, he, he's trying to find the Lord. He's trying to find his way in life. He's trying to find everything. He knows the value of certain things. 
Uh, he knows the value of a blessing. He knows the value of the lineage that he has. He knows that value. A lot of us have lost that. This, this world, this country that we live in now has uh, marred the lines. Uh, there, I heard a guy talking about, he goes, where's the southern border? Where's uh, America's borders anymore? Uh, we have, they're trying to combine everything down to the place where uh, they're trying to destroy a nation. Uh, that, that the only reason they're trying to destroy this nation is God's blessed this thing and they hate it. And the people that are in it that are getting blessed hate it too because what they want to do is they want to do their thing, their way, which you can't do. Jacob is sitting up there on the side of this mountain and all of a sudden he has this dream and he dreams about this ladder coming down and going back up. And, and it says he woke out of his dream. A strange dream the young man had. Uh, Jacob is not, uh, he's, here, definition of agnostic, I got it here somewhere. He's not totally an agnostic, but boy, he's pretty close at this point. Uh, a person who holds the view that any ultimate reality, such as God, is unknown and probably unknowable. Broadly, one who is not committed to believing in either the existence or non-existence of God or as a God. That's Jacob. If you go down and, and read in uh, 28 there, uh, he's down there. And Jacob bowed a vow, verse 20, and said, uh, saying, if God will be with me. Now, after having that dream, he's sitting there going, if... Like, I'm really not sure, but if God will be with me uh, and will keep me in this way that I go uh, and will give me bread to eat. So now it's like, give me, give me. That's a baby Christian. That's a baby. That's a baby. That's somebody who says, okay, prove to me who you are. Well, the Lord will do that for a, a young child or, or somebody who's lost and trying to show them. Uh, I remember sitting on that back porch. I said, hey, if you're really up there, show me. And he did. Now, I'm telling you what, if I tried that today, I'm liable to get hit with a brick. Uh, after 43 years, man, I should know a little bit more than that. Right. And I should have seen God in my life a little bit more than that. Uh, I, I like watching, I, I, I love Dr. Ruffin. I don't know about it. Uh, a lot of people had issues with him. I never found really many issues with him. Amen. Uh, except sitting on the front row getting spit at with popcorn and stuff. That's about the only thing I had a problem with. Glory. Yeah, I mean, I liked it, man. I mean, the guys sit there and and just off the cuff, just would throw things out. You sit there and go, whoa. That's good. I remember the, the one thing that got me, one day he was sitting there, left his Bible down at the, the, the office, and we were in the classroom way up on the hill, and somebody had a little Gideon's Bible, one of those little green ones, and I watched that man take, so he said, oh man, I said, brother, brother, we're going to have an office there and grab my Bible in, so I'm on my desk over there in the corner, and I mean, you go in there, it's like 72 Bibles, I don't know which one you get anyways. But he goes down there, and while he's gone, he goes, oh, somebody got a Bible, I can Somebody gives me a little Gideon Bible. And he goes into that little Gideon, and he starts down. I forget whether what class we were in. Probably Genesis. He was there forever too. Y'all, yeah, I mean, never mind. But <laughs> but he starts down in that thing. And he starts giving notes and references and everything else, and, and he's using that Gideon. So he, I'm sitting there watching the guy, and I'm listening, 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 listening. And the guy brings his Bible back up, and he gives the Gideon. But so there, hey brother, opens his Bible up. I couldn't tell the difference. The quantity and quality of notes he was giving out of his Bible versus that Gideon, they were here, not yeah. anywhere else. It amazed me. Man, it amazed me. And what it is is that he had a relationship with Jesus Christ. And what most people do is they try to act like they have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And they think the outward appearance is what does it. And it really isn't. It's the inward. It's the heart. Amen. God looking upon the heart. You know what Jacob has? He has a problem with his heart right here. And God's going to work some of that stuff out in his life as he goes down the tomb, just like he does us. And if you give him a time, when I read my Bible, I don't read it as a, oh, that's an Old Testament story. That's just a story that happened 3,000 years, dated here 1760 B.C. Uh, it happened uh, 3,600 years ago. And I don't know. That, that thing is just as valid today as it was back then. 
And if you're looking to find God in your life, if you look at some of these stories and place yourself in that story and say, where would I be if I was in Jacob's shoes? You'd be in the same place. That's where I was at on the back porch in 1980, sitting there. I don't know. I know God's been working with me. I know he's been showing me some things. I believe in him. He's getting me closer and closer. But it's like this little thing in my mind. I'm sitting there going, what is it? I'm missing something. I'm missing something. And one night, the Lord woke me up and gave it to me. I mean, he just showed me what it was. Abraham, uh, Jacob, Jacob, uh, he's not agnostic, but he is, he's, he's like in the middle. I, he doesn't really know for sure. He hasn't settled in on that thing yet. Uh, we sit there, man, I'll tell you what. You, you, people say, well, I can't see God. Jacob said, uh, verse 16, he goes back to that. He said, and Jacob woke out of his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. I mentioned I started that last time. Uh, there's God's all over the place, and sometimes we just don't know he's there. Uh, we, we sit there, and you have to watch the Lord. You have to look for him. And if you look for him in your life, guess what? You'll find him. Uh, if, if you don't find him, it's because you're not looking. Uh, and, and if you look, you look at passively. This, this world says some things, and, and it's just insane how they say them. Uh, and they, they sit there like they'll say the Lord, or they'll say God. They'll say something about God or something. And everybody says, oh, look, they must be. No, they're nothing. It's just because they use the word God right. doesn't mean a thing. Yeah, man. The, a person's life dictates what they, I had that, uh, I was telling you about that guy at work. He, he sit there, Steve was knew him, uh, Keith. He, he sit there and looked at me and another guy, and uh, Steve Chrysler, and he looked at him and he said, I thought you two, I thought all Christians were the same. Here's a lost bro. Well, I thought he was lost. He was saved. He goes, I thought all Christians were the same. Well, first of all, the term Christian don't apply to everybody. Right. A Christian is somebody who says, I'm going to be Christ-like. Amen. And if I'm not going to be Christ-like, don't claim the name of Christian. That's right. You can say, I'm saved. Yeah. And then I'm going to doubt that too, because if you don't want to be a Christian, I'm going to wonder why you want to be saved yeah. anyways. Uh, but anyways, you can see God. You can see him in, anywhere. I see him all over ships out there. I, I like that, man. I, I go up and down the ships, the hallways, me and the Lord be talking. I remember sitting on the side of the ship one day looking for a wife. Never could find one. I was sad, man. I was, I was sad. I'm, I'm standing on the, if you can imagine four stories up. Beth knows the ship I, 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 way before I met her, and I'm sitting there looking down, four stories down on the pier, and all these guys, we just pull in, all these guys are coming to get their wives and stuff, and, and I'm sitting there, or their husbands, so we didn't have any women on the ship back then. But uh, I'm sitting there going, yeah, I said, Lord, I said, man, there ain't nobody for me. And he goes, yeah, I know, it's pretty bad. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to be a eunuch forever, aren't I? And I said, I messed everything up really bad. I said, I told you I'm back porch. Now, this is, this is 1987, 88, 86, 87, something like that. That's five, six, seven, eight years after I got saved. And I'm sitting there going, I done messed up bad. And I said, okay. And it was like the Lord said, hey, Mike, let's go inside. Let's go fix something. And I said, okay. Hey. And we went back into radio, me and him. And we sit here and started working on some stuff. And every time I worked on stuff, it was like me and him working on it together, having a good time. And, and that's where I got my peace and my joy and, my, and, and just the, the patience to wait on God is, is going back in and doing stuff with him and making sure he was dead center of what I was doing. You can find him anywhere you're looking for him. You can find him in the ship. You can find him, in, oh man, in the, in the war zone. You hear about people all the time getting saved. Uh, they're sitting there, oh God, give me, and, and something happens, man. It, wars do it. <laughs> you can find him out on the street corners. I got to go down to Kroger's because I keep putting tracks up on that board down there, and uh, they all disappear. And I don't know if Kroger's is pulling them down because they don't want religious material up there or not. So I'm going to go and ask the manager, say, hey, y'all oppose, are, are you opposed to religious material on your board? And if they say no, then I know somebody's grabbing those tracks. You can find him anywhere you want. The problem is, is, is 
is we're looking for this glorious shine out there somewhere like he's going to be right there. I mean, he's right there the whole time. That's right. You know, Jacob was sitting there sleeping, and he goes, the Lord was in his place, and I knew it not. How many times, you know the key to this thing is heaven? You do know that, right? That's where we're headed. That's right. The whole purpose of everything is, is the Lord saying, this is like, this is not real. This is not reality here. You put your effort and time into this thing, and you're going to die. And, and when you do everything you do stays here, the reality is this over here on the other side, and for some reason, which is the devil, you put your effort in it. Now, I'm telling you, you got to go out and work. You need to work. And if you want to live on the streets down there and be a homeless bum and, and, and have a sign up that says, we'll work for food when you really won't, uh, then that's what you can do. If you want to live under a bridge somewhere, you can do that. I prefer not to do that. So that means you're going to have to work. If it says if you don't work, you don't eat. But boy, I tell you what, in the process of working, you got to be careful. Uh, because there's things that will happen at work that should never happen, but they do happen, and work gets involved in because we start looking at that as our heaven. And that's not your heaven. Uh, you never can tell one day on the way home from work, you're going to have to kill yourself and be dead, and then you're going to be sitting right before God, and you're going to have to figure out exactly what I was doing down there because he's going to ask you that question here in a few minutes. Scary thing, man. He goes on. Uh, you can find him anywhere. i got a couple notes here. Joseph found him in prison. Joseph was in a prison all by himself. Uh, God will tell you a lot of times, you, you can tell who you are when you're by yourself. What do you do when you're by yourself? Now, I'm not saying you don't. You've got to be perfect and holy and glow all over the place all the time. But what Joseph did over a period of time was he continued to do the right thing in any situation he was in. He learned along the line all the way down, but he kept doing the right thing. And God shows you a picture of a man here in the Bible that, that he loves, and he goes, watch this guy, watch him. And he didn't choose Joseph out of the hundreds of billions of people he could have chose. He didn't choose Joseph just because he chose Joseph. He chose Joseph because he's in the lineage of Jesus Christ. I was talking to somebody the other day about the Bible. Brethren, this thing is about a lineage to Jesus Christ. It is not about everything on the face of this planet. There's no way you could write one book to cover everything that happened on this planet, nor could you write one book that would happen to everything in the universe. Yeah. It, it's impossible. The eternity, how in the world are you going to write a book in eternity? What God showed you here is that he said, I'm going I'm to make a way, and I can protect that way all the way down to the time I come onto this planet, and when I leave this planet, and I can protect you in the process. I can get you through. This is a story about how to get you into heaven. That's what it is. It isn't this. You know how people come and say, well, you know, I can, you know, over here in Genesis, you got this. And he says, he says uh, 70 souls went down into Egypt. And then, shut up. You don't know. There's so many different variables into that thing. I, I'm not even going to try to prove it to somebody. If I got to look at I don't, I don't go to, first of all, I don't go to the book to prove that this thing is right. I just believe it. I, I'm like, Lord, there's all kinds of things I don't understand. It's the things I do understand I got a problem with. There's my problem. You can find Jesus Christ anyway. Joseph found him down in prison, man. He got all the way down. And, and in, when the Lord came to find Joseph and ring his bell, he was doing exactly what the Lord told him to do. Uh, how about Jesus feeding the 500? Those 500, 5,000, they came just to get fed. They, they listened to what Jesus said. Oh, man, I'll tell you what. There was a verse I read. What was that? Luke. 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 Y'all don't have to go there. I think it's Luke chapter 8. I was reading my Bible this morning. You ever read your Bible? You get some good stuff out of it every now and if you read it. If you don't read it, you don't get nothing. This is most people. Is this the right one? Maybe it's chapter 7. 
And I was in Libby. I'm, I'm looking for. Uh, man, it's got to be there. It's got to be there. It can't be nine. I did read nine. Oh, yeah, it is nine. It is nine. Uh, nine chapter, uh, chapter nine, verse one. Luke uh, chapter 9. Y'all want to have but if you do, that's cool. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and cure, to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And he said to them, take nothing uh, for your journeys, neither uh, staves nor scrip, nor, uh, neither bread, neither money, uh, neither have two coats apiece. He'll take care of you. You don't have to worry about him taking care of you. He'll take care of you. And whatsoever, and whatsoever house uh, ye enter in, whosoever house ye enter in, uh, their abode and thence depart. And whosoever will not receive you, when ye go out, I was going to write a message on this this morning, but I didn't, out uh, of that city, shake off the very dust of your feet for a testimony against them. If they don't want to hear what you have to say, forget them. And they departed and went throughout, uh, throughout the towns, preaching the gospel and healing uh, everywhere. Now Herod, this is where I've gotten, I sit here, the verse, I, it just jumped out of the page at me this morning. And Herod said, John, hath I beheaded, but who is this of whom I hear such things? And he desired to see him. And the apostles, when they uh, were returned, told him all things that were done. And he took him and went aside. Uh, and it goes on a little bit further. Herod thinks that's John the Baptist. And what he tries to do is he tries to reason away who that is. And what we do today is we try to reason away what we see actually is there. Here is Jesus Christ healing and curing and bringing people back from the dead, uh, teaching people, uh, spreading the gospel around. Herod sees it, initially catches it, and then he tries to, tries to just put it away and say, oh, that's John. No, John, that's not John. John and Jesus lived at the same time. That's another man. What is that man and what is he doing? And brethren, we can see God all over the place. Herod didn't want to see him. Herod wanted to kill him when he was a little baby. He went out and killed all the little kids, two years and under, boys, when Jesus was born because he wanted to kill him. Wanted him dead. Herod don't want nothing to do with God. And we look at this world, brethren, and they, they want to give you money. They want to keep your time. They want to do everything they can. Or, or not give you money and have you complain about not getting money. They're going to do whatever they can to get your attention, to get your focus, so your mind is on this world, not on Jesus Christ. I think it should be the other way around. I think it should be on Jesus Christ, and then let the world go to wherever it want to go. Man, I don't care nothing about this place no more. Uh, brother, I'm telling you what, the world is insane. Uh, it's doing some of the craziest things out there in the world you've ever seen, yeah. and it's getting worse. In 19, and I've heard old people say all the time, oh, the world is crazy, the world's crazy. No, no, it is crazy today. It is crazy. Back in 1980, it wasn't like this. I remember the first queer I ever ran across, uh, I was hitchhiking, and the guy picked me up, and he was trying to be the queer guy, I guess. And I told him, I said, you can pull this car over, or me and you are going to die real soon. Because I'm going to start beating you up, and we're going to wreck, and we're going to hit a telephone pole, and we're both going to be dead. But I'm going to make sure you're dead first. And you say, oh, that's, no. First of all, I never asked for a queer to pick me up. I didn't ask for him to be a queer to me. I didn't ask for nothing he did. So why is he messing with me? That's what they're going to do. That was then. I didn't even know they existed. You hear about it, but it's like this cartoon character. Now today, man, it's out there. It's, in, it's blatant in your face. And the government, uh, there was a guy writing a book, and, he, and uh, I heard, heard just a couple excerpts, excerpts from the book. And, and he basically said, America has woken up out of a 
bad nightmare to what is really happening. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it. I'm like, whoa, what a comment, man. I said, that's pretty good. There is absolutely nothing you can do about it. Talking about the healing way to do, you're not going to straighten this thing out. Amen. You know what you got to do? In this thing, you got to find the Lord. Yeah. And I can still see him all over the place. Brother Dave told me he led a, they led a young lady to the Lord. A lost person walked into a church where he was at, uh, and they were doing their, their preaching and teaching and stuff, and, and she left that night, came back the next night, got saved. Amen. They are still getting saved. So you know what you got to do? You got to push all that garbage out of the way and find Jesus. You know what Jacob said? He said, I, I, he goes, I thought, I think, verse 16, go back to 16, 20, uh, 28, 16. He said, and Jacob woke out of his, his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place and I knew it not. Now, verse 17, and he was afraid and said, how dreadful is this place? That was the, man, I tell you what, that is the, the, the most honest uh, uh, statement that a man could give. How dreadful is this place? It isn't scary. It's, it's, it's fearful. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And it's not just, oh, I'm scared. No, it's not it. It's the awe and the majesty that we see of God. When you get to the place where you look at God, they say there's many gods, and the Lord says, oh, you God. They're, they're, he laughs at them. He said they're wood and stubble and stone and all this other stuff. And they're carved with men's hands. And you, you, isn't that stupid, man? People take, take a statue. They said the lady, uh, the oldest lady in the world uh, was a nun. She just died like 118 years old or whatever. They got, I've seen them over in Europe, man. They, the people would go and kiss the toes of statues and stuff all the time. They, they'd have the stations of the cross, and they'd be in there crying. I'd go in all the Catholic churches all the time just to watch this stuff and look at them like, that's, uh, that's hilarious, man. Should have took a lot of pictures. Uh, but if I had the phone back then, we could have done it easier. But these people sitting there kissing statues, seeing the statue, and, and the Lord says, they, you, you put these things up and people look at them like they're something. They don't speak. They don't talk. They don't do nothing. They don't move. you got to carry them around, and they're your God. <coughs> if I had to do that to my God, he's not my God. My God carries me around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about you. And he was afraid and said, how dreadful is this place. The first realization that he's come to meet God. Now he's going to start learning some things. The reader should be impressed with the latter. Go to verse 12. Verse 12. Uh, 28, 12. He says, uh, and he dreamed, and, and, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth. That ladder is a picture of Jesus Christ. The gate. Go to John chapter, is it John? John, John, John. You'll go to Matthew 7. Matthew 7. This is the passage I got saved out of. God can use anything, brother. All you have to do is just seek him. I'm telling you what, it's a, he's not far from any one of us. If you don't know him... If you think for a minute that God is going to come down and just appear in front of you to show you anything, he's not going to do that. But boy, when you seek him, he will. And what he's doing is he's looking for somebody to seek him. 7, 7, 10. Uh, man, I'll tell you what, we'll go to verse 7, 7, 7. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone, that I remember when I read that thing the first time, I'm like, ask who seek or knock or I'm, I'm asking him, well, what are you talking about anyways? Uh, for everyone that asked, and he wrote the book, don't you think he can give you the answer? Amen. Amen. I did. I was lost, and I thought he could give me the answer. I, I tried it anyways. It worked. For everyone that asketh, receiveth, and he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you whom, if, he, uh, if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? He'll give you what you're asking for. Uh, that means if you're asking for the wrong thing, he's liable to give you that too. Uh, if then, uh, if ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall 
your father which is in heaven. Now, I know he's talking to Jews here. I got that. I know it's still Old, Old Testament. I got that. Uh, but sometimes, man, you're sitting there looking for anything, a, a, a crumb that falls from the master's table, and you're the dog sitting on the table. That's me. And that's, that's in this passage, too, down the road that's a little right. bit. And I'm saying, I'm the dog, and I'll take whatever I get. He said, okay, you want something? Here it is, man. I'll give it to you. Uh, give it good things to them that ask. And then he goes on, uh, verse, verse 13. He goes, enter ye in at the straight gate. So there is a way that is right, and there's a way that's wrong. Enter ye at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth unto destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth uh, unto life, and few there be to find it. It's a ladder. Jesus Christ, you know, that picture is a ladder. John chapter 10 says, I am the door. It's the door. At the top of that ladder, they come in and out of the heaven. I mean, they're getting there. What you got to do is start looking at that. It's a house. Uh, oh, man. God, <laughs> he is the house and the builder of the house. Uh, go to John chapter 1, verse 1. Yeah. He builds the whole thing, man. It's his. Yeah. It never was ours. The hardest thing you'll ever do is let go of what isn't yours. <laughs> I mean, for some reason, we're like little kids. You ever seen little kids, they grab something, they just can't let it go? Yeah. My, my nephews, uh, uh, kids, all my grandkids, man, they'll come and hand you something when they're a little bit, they'll hand you something, then they want it back. They'll come back and say, give it back. They don't say give it back. Boy, that's what they mean. And they take it. But their heart is right in the first place. I mean, when they want to give it up, but then they want it back. I mean, maybe they just want to play. I don't know. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was, uh, was with... Oh, wait a minute. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. Yeah. I mean, you can't miss that thing, man. He made it all. Before anything was, He made... There was no evolution. There never was any evolution. Go to Hebrews chapter 1. There was never any evolution. The, Jacob is getting ready to meet the creator of the universe. He's getting to be in the bloodline of Jesus Christ. And, and before he can get down this bloodline, he has to know who the creator is. And the Lord's going to show him that stuff. And, and Jacob is going to find some things out. Man, he does some things that's just unbelievable. I still haven't figured out. I couldn't get anybody to tell me how he does some of the stuff he does. Uh, but it's just the way the Lord does it. Verse 1, Hebrews 1, 1. God, who at sundry times and divers manners, spake in the times past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things. So if you want to know who gets everything, Jesus gets it. Yeah. Uh, by whom also he made the worlds. That's Jesus Christ, his Son, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. Go all the way back to Genesis 1, 1. Well, God, Genesis, he said he made... Uh, he said, let us make God in our likeness. But God said, let us make man in our likeness and our image. The image of God is Jesus Christ. The likeness is the Holy Spirit. And then you got the Spirit. But I'm telling you what, it's a three-part thing. There's no way you can miss that thing. Jesus walked out. I remember Miss Beach when I was talking to her. She goes, I was sitting in class in English. I hate English. I hate it, man, with a passion. Uh, you can probably tell by the way I read and write and everything else. I hate writing. I hate writing books. Elizabeth bought me that course about writing a book, something, and I'm trying to do it just because she asked me to. But I'm not a book writer. My thoughts don't roll in those patterns that a book writer do. you got to write read it, in, write it in a way somebody wants to read what you're saying. And uh, I'm just, my mind don't think like that. But, but you sit there and look at this thing in Genesis. He said, let us make man. And I was sitting there talking to Ms. Meacham. I said, it said right there, he said that 
Adam walked in the cool evening in the garden with the Lord. And I, and I said, no, she started talking about prepositional phrases and all this stuff. I said, well, in the Lord is a prepositional phrase, right? And she goes, yes. I said, the cool, the cool of the garden is a prepositional phrase. She goes, yes. So we removed all the prepositional phrases out of the same. I said, so you're telling me Adam walked with the Lord. Because it says they heard the voice of the Lord in the garden. And I said, Adam's walking with the voice of the Lord. And if the voice of the Lord is Jesus Christ, he's walking with Jesus Christ in that garden. She goes, you're absolutely right. She goes, Mike, that book is perfect from Genesis to Revelation. Grammatically, every comma, every, every... This lady was out there when it came to English. I mean, she was out there. And she ate, she, she slept, she dreamed English. That's what she did. Uh, and she said, that Bible is perfect. When you hear an old lady tell you that, and, and, and then she can sit there and go through verses and everything else and diagram them on the board and break them down and show you all this stuff and show you that's exactly the way that thing should have been written. I'm, I'm sitting there going, man, I said, all I got to do is believe the thing. I said, there, I, I thank God that there's people out there who can do that. Well, I thank God there's men like Dr. Ruckman and Dr. Peacock and people that can do, Brother Donovan, that can do the stuff they're doing. And, and here I am, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just drinking, my cup is running over because of what they did, and I'm drinking from the saucer because there's so much stuff coming out of the cup, I can't. They always said if you take your gas tank of the car and you change the spark plug, you'll save 20% of gas, your fuel efficiency. You ever heard of that? If you change the windshield, windshield wiper blades, I guess you save gas money too. <laughs> if you did everything they tell you to do, put new tires on, do this, do this, do this, you'd save 130% gas, and they said you'd have to stop every now and then drain off the excess. I mean, how in the world could you possibly save all the stuff they say you saved? But if you read your Bible, man, there is stuff in this thing that, that you're looking for. And Jacob, at this point, doesn't know God as his God. You know what we have to do is be just like Jacob. We have to figure out a way to make Jacob God, the Lord, our Lord. Uh, you, that starts with salvation. Uh, if, you're, if you're not saved, you can't ever get there. Uh, just learning about the Lord the whole time ain't going to happen. You've got to get to the place where you're like, okay, I give up on a truck. It's only one or two ways. Jacob is sitting here, and he's at the ladder. He sees the gate. He has his dream. Uh, it's a straight gate in Matthew. In John chapter 10, verse 7, he's the door. The house, John chapter 14, 1, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me and my father's house, or many mansions. The house is Jesus Christ. To get in his house, you're going to have to get there, man. His, my body is his tabernacle. The stone, that Daniel, man, I like that. Go to Daniel. Oh, man, I got to Jerry, you could really ring the bell if you want. I definitely won't probably pay no attention, but uh, you could ring it. I'll do this and I'll stop. Daniel is, is a strange book. You want, you want a good Bible? Here? What, what's everybody looking for today? They're looking for aliens, aren't they? Yep. They're looking for aliens. i got to see an alien. You know God's an alien, don't you? He doesn't belong on this planet. Actually, he does belong on this planet, but to us, he's an alien. Uh, uh, Nebuchadnezzar has a dream, and he sees this statue. And it says, as, uh, and, and as he sees this thing, at the very end of it down here, uh, verse 41, chapter 2, verse 41. Yeah, uh, verse 44. It says, And in, that day, in, in the day of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall be left of the people, but it, uh, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms and shall stand forever. 
So if, if you read back in the story, uh, there's a stone uh, which is cut out of a mountain that no, no hand cut, and it comes down and it crushes this, the toes in this thing. And when you look at the whole structure, you put a whole structure together and you mess with the foundation, the whole thing falls. What I liked about this thing, and, and uh, it says back in verse 40, 41 says, And whereas thou saw the feet and toes of part of potter's clay and part of iron, the kingdom shall be divided. That's what we're at today. Uh, but there shall be in it the strength of the iron for as much as thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay. And as the toes of the feet were part of iron and part of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken. As whereas thou sawest the iron mixed with miry clay, they, 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 plural, they, somebody else shall mingle themselves with the seed of men. So it's not a normal seed. Something's added in to the time frame that those tones are, something's added in that's not normally there. It's demonic. That's the same thing that happened back in Noah's day. When the sons of God came in and made it with the daughters of men, that's exactly what's getting ready to happen if it hasn't already happened. Uh, brother, just because you're talking to somebody out there today and they start going off on you left or, you better watch out, man. You don't know who is the uh, devil possessed. There are devils. Demon is the Greek word for devil. When it's translated into the English, you translate demon into devil. What they don't want to do is they, they want to keep certain words because certain words just kind of offend people. I don't know why demon doesn't offend people as bad as a devil. A devil seems more intense, maybe, I, I guess. I don't know. But uh, the world's full of people with the devil in it. Amen. I mean, this world's full of it. Can the Lord cast out a devil? Oh, yeah, he does all the time. But some of these people, I mean, it says right here that some people, in the time that this stuff starts happening, which is, is probably a tribulation, more of a tribulation passage. Something is going to mingle themselves, and people keep looking for aliens. Lord, all through your Bible, starts talking about aliens. Somebody's coming in from the outside, which there is somebody in the outside, but it ain't somebody on another planet. It's somebody from heaven coming down here messing with the seed of man. And they're going to do it again in the end times. And when that thing comes in, the Lord's going to come down in the book of Revelation, tribulation, he's going to crush everything, and, and we're going to go on. You know what Jacob is back here in the back? He's starting to meet that God. That's who he's getting ready to see. He's starting to meet that God. We put effort, we put effort in this thing thinking that we're going to be this, or we're going to be that, or we're going to grow here, we're going to do this, we're going to have a big house, we're going to have big cars, we're going to have all this stuff. When it's all said and done, it, none of that stuff matters. That's right. I don't care what I got, man. I, give me a scooter, man. I'll go down the road in a scooter. I could care less. Uh, I told Beth I had a, I have a truck sitting over my driveway right now. I'd probably end up selling it too. That stuff don't matter to me even for nothing. You know what matters to me? My snowboard matters. My <laughs> snowboard is cool. I mean, I got this little, I used to have these big ones. I got some big old snowboards. And I'm telling you what, by the time you get to the thing, it'll wear you out. It's self-driven, all this other stuff, real nice. I mean, $600 snowboards. I went to the bid site out there and bought a couple of these snow, snowboards. I got one running, runs great. And that's what I was using in my driveway. It's, it's like one of these little conkatory snowboards. That thing outperforms them big ones, and I don't get tired when I'm done. I got a driveway that's 145 feet long, and I can do that whole driveway probably in about 30 minutes with that snowblower. And it'll sweep that thing off, and I've had that thing for three years. And I'm like, that is cool, man. You know what's wrong with We got to have the biggest, the best. The best. I, I can care. I probably look stupid out there in my suit and tie <laughs> doing my driveway. And I'm falling all over the place because I got these shoes on. They're slippery on the bottom. And uh, Beth, Beth couldn't believe it. I went to get in the car, and uh, I slipped and fell. And I had my coffee cup in my hand. The only thing that I did, my Bible got stolen all over there, but I didn't spill no money. My, my coffee was safe. <laughs> Jesse, Esther looks at me and says, how did you do that? I said, I'm a sailor. I said, we figure that stuff out. We know what's valuable or not. 
my legs can break everything, but not that cup. She goes, I can't believe you didn't break your cup. I said, no, man, that's like you hold that. You're watching that, man. You're making sure that's okay. But brother, I'm telling you what, there's some things in this world that we, we look at that really don't mean nothing. And what means everything is what Jesus Christ does and the relationship. It gets back to relationship. Dr. Whitman always said that. He taught that in class. He beat that in our brains. And, and I already knew exactly what he saw about before I ever got there because I, I had a relationship with Jesus Christ. But you want to build that relationship and build that relationship and build that relationship. Jacob does not have a relationship with God right here. And the Lord's going to give it to him. Before you can do anything for him, you have to have that relationship. What most people do, and I'll stop right here, Tim, I got stop. Most people want to do something before they develop that relationship. And what you're going to do is the wrong thing. Because you're going to do what you want to do. You've got to get you out of the way and let the Lord, you know, David, we're going to read about that. Jacob goes off 20 years. That's Jacob doing what Jacob wants to do. It cost him 20 years of his life. You know what happens? What you need to do is you need to stop and say, okay. It's hard, man, I'm telling you. Lord, what, do you have, what would you have me to do? And that's what you do. Father, thank you for your blessings this morning. Thank you for everybody who came out. Bless the morning service, and we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good morning. The stone.